Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast, the podcast where myself and a wide range of guests have a waffle about mental health, life's challenges and those pet hates that really get on our nerves. I'm your host Taylor James, so join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. I'm going to throw it out there and apologise for this episode as I made a bit of a tit of myself in the beginning as I forgot to press the record button. You'll probably be able to tell throughout this episode I got a little bit overexcited about who my guest was. Anyway, she's an absolute legend. She's performed everywhere from Coachella to Glastonbury, toured with Lady Gaga, has one of those most iconic voices and her songs are just straight up anthems. Yes, joining me this week is the incredible artist and Noisette's front woman, Shingy. How you guys got started and stuff. Um, Yeah, so... Um, it's always been like me, my mum and my sister, um, uh-huh. so at home. And then my mum had a slip disc in her back. Oh, oh my um, God. So very, very routine, quite a normal thing. She went into the hospital to have it operated on. Yeah. She came home. She kind of was a little bit all over the place. Um, so it was a bit of a scare. Um, we ended up taking oh her to God. hospital. Um, and then basically what had happened was where they hadn't done something quite right, it collected like the fluid collectors um, around the bottom of her spine and traveled up and then basically caused a blockage. So she was in a coma. She literally, she's incredibly lucky to still be alive. Um, so yeah, overnight it was like, okay, here's a 16 year old, here's a house, here's 
you know, it was, it was insane, but she's still here. She's in a rehabilitation hospital now. And, you know, she's honestly never, ever underestimate the power of a woman because she, she is incredibly strong. And that, that happened three years ago. And, but the kind of journey that we've been on, like mentally, it was, it is, we've took a bit of a battering. Your whole world was turned upside, upside down, right? Yeah, literally in a matter of hours. And then no one prepares you for like a teenage girl tantrums. You know, I had to do the prom, the prom dress, the everything. Um, but she's, my little sister is incredible. Oh my God, I love that. So you ended up <laughs> basically ste- stepping into like the father figure role, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, So you couldn't like, just be big brother anymore. No, it's, it's, it's a weird thing that I'm still coming to terms with. Like I forget every now and again that, I'm the big brother, not the the dad. And I have yeah. to kind of take a step back and be like, do you know what? Just wind yeah. her up today. Do you know, just annoy her today. Don't be the, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. But she's a, she's an incredibly strong young woman as well now. So we're, we're doing something right. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely beautiful. Oh my God. You're just like very, very inspiring. This conversation is really inspiring for me and, <laughs> Um, I, sh- I, I, I share um I, I relate like definitely in terms of um in terms of experiences yeah I guess more more recently um <clears throat> I could definitely relate to is that my mum's a breast cancer survivor incredible um yeah yeah she's she's gonna be 10 years in remission I think this autumn wow. so nine or nearly 10 years now and uh, also she she also had a, a stroke uh, quite quite a major stroke in 2016 and then they're she horrible had, um, things that no one prepares oof. you for stuff like that do they it's no you always no. hear about I mean, it but you never expect it to kind of happen to you i mean with the kind of stroke things i've like seen some of the victims like they were kind of with like my mom like that spot they were kind of treating her you know on that kind of level so i completely get where your head must have been at with that yeah well if she's had spinal injuries then that totally affects her nerves it affects oh. her mobility it affects your your, yeah. your ability to, to to think as quick as you're used to being able to and i think yeah like helping to rehabilitate someone through that like not just physically as you said but emotionally i just think it really grounds you as a human being and oh, remind like, remind you of what's important and like what i've noticed with the pandemic is that because a lot of people you know in the UK and Europe and America, I feel like they've really been, we've really been impacted by, you know, the idea of grief being real and by death in in probably the biggest way since World War II. Mm -hmm. And what that has done, um, a bit like what we were saying a couple minutes ago, is it's brought out this, um, this mass um, shift in consciousness. Everyone feels like they're really considerate at the moment and is on this kind of justice tip they're really kind of getting more involved in their communities people have been where they've lost jobs themselves a lot of musicians because obviously you know a lot of our gigs and shows were cancelled and things like that so a lot of us have been going in the community and helping out you know elderly people who needed help with you know everyday stuff or shopping or you know um counseling our friends and our mates through through grief and stuff like that so i think there's definitely something about um big challenges you know um that that have that may have an impact on your 
mental health yeah. negatively because of the stress. But on the positive side, you so just want to help. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just yeah. want to help. You just want to be able to use, you know, the strength that you've learned from your own experience to sort of support others. And, and, and it is a really beautiful time right now. Obviously it's a really scary time because it's unpredictable, but what's beautiful about this time is that, you know, people are getting involved in a lot of other just in, you know, internationals to do, you know, sort of international yeah. Um, things to do with human rights people are you know really standing closer towards issue standing yes. with people that are affected by feminism black lives matter equality in the workplace everyone just wants the world to be a better place yeah. now and that's largely because of you know this, the awful stuff that we've seen i believe it was meant to happen pandemic. this pandemic and this kind of lockdown was supposed to happen i feel like there's yes it's horrible and people have lost their lives but the people have now got voices that didn't necessarily felt like they were being heard before. Yeah. And I think it, I think it's an it's incredible time. And I think that everyone is standing up together for the right reasons. And yeah. I feel like, yeah, it, it's, it's nice. It's, it's really, really nice feeling. It's obviously from such a, obviously a horrible scenario. Like it's, you know, some beautiful things are happening. And as you said, um, which I'm I'm trying to do, which is why I was I was really excited um, and honoured that you asked me to come and oh, amazing. <laughs> have a conversation with you. But yeah, I mean, as an artist and a musician, I'm 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 doing my best to try and sort of um, really <clears throat> appreciate um, how lucky I am to have a platform. You know, yeah. even though I've, I've sort of worked and grown that through you know the work I've done with my music and stuff, I still have a voice and a platform. As you said, not many people have had before the pandemic mm -hmm. and now that they've had some time on with, with, with looking at the world and we're looking at how things are administered where we're wanting to to bring our voices together more and unite all of our platforms and the internet's almost become a bit of a it's had to become a replacement community yeah because we're not definitely. seeing each other we're not having conversations in pubs and cafes and stuff <laughs> like that and all the, the isolating and the social distancing it means that a lot of conversations which might have you know, we've had had in person, we're having to have this all like online in this yeah. very public place. And it's quite a brave and, 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 you know, for some people a dangerous place to have, you know, certain conversations about certain topics. And I have to salute a lot of the, um, a lot of the uh, the people in, in you know my field in in you know a lot of artists and a lot of a lot of women and a lot of men like the people that have spoke up you yeah. know, against, against sort of injustice in music and making the music mm -hmm. a better industry um, that that wasn't easy to do because it means you actually risk opportunities and yeah. in your job it, it means you you risk not getting support after you know lockdown from so, you know some of the companies that have been called out for bad practices some of the record labels there's so many people that are now having the strength to challenge and say, look, you know, does it feel good about putting the next future generation of musicians through so, these yeah. awful ordeals? And in order, and, and by saying that we've actually, you know, risked and, and, and we've risked our, our, our platforms, you know, for the future. But I hope that the conversations that we are having, especially like in the music industry, are going to um, lead to action being taken upon you know the very few yeah. people that do have a lot of control and a lot and earn a lot of money from these artists who are human beings who put their dreams on the line you know it's about everything isn't health. it it's their livelihoods it's their you know it's their passion it's you know everything yeah. is, is is on the line with it and then i think recently i mean i'm not i'm not going to go into names but there's a recent um where 
um, someone stood up about the way she'd been treated at like a like an awards show, and she kind of she didn't say anything. And then when now it's sort of like, do you know what? That courage and that kind of you know that bravery to stand up and like, well, actually no, that mm. isn't okay. And I think as much as it's quite hard hitting some of the stuff that's being kind of brought out and kind of spoke about, yeah. you know, it's, it needs to be said, these voices need to be heard. These stories need to be told because, you know, we're living in this generation now. And I, I use my sister as like prime example for that. Like when I was her age, I didn't have the courage to kind of stand up and like, you know, say, you know, that's not right. That's, and now, you know, she's in that kind of generation where, she's going to make sure that she's going to be heard and I, I, I love what's happening i love the kind of the shift in mindset <laughs> yes. I, I love it all because come on i feel like yeah on. yeah it is it's like you know i'll well, bring yeah. it on it's, it's about mm -hmm. time these things start getting spoken about because you know no one should have to live in fear you know regardless of you know like you know their gender their color you know anything no one should have to experience yeah, any of those, yeah no one should have to feel yeah. like that it's it's like I'm quite inexperienced with it. Like I'm not, I don't have that kind of right to talk about it sometimes, but I just think it's a massive waste of time. <laughs> like I don't understand <laughs> what anyone gets out of it, like behaving a yeah. certain way. Like yeah. it would just be such a nicer place if everyone just kind of just shut up a little bit and listened rather than kind of <laughs> just like throwing their opinions at everyone. It's, <laughs> it's mad. Yeah. I feel that you do actually. Um, I think you're in a in a great position to definitely feel that you have the right to because what you're actually doing is by action, you're using your platform with um, the Waffle House and the podcast that you're doing, which yeah. is just growing and and it's just so lovely. Honestly, it's it's it's, uh, a, it's really just such a delight. It. It's a breath of fresh air, <laughs> I think, actually, because you know for too long, you know, we have been, you know kind of going to the same magazines and the same radio yeah. stations and the same media companies to give us information about the world and about yeah. real people and too often they just don't really tell us what's really going on they're not covering the stories of no. ordinary people no. they're covering stories that are going to help us you know want to buy more stuff sometimes and they're in alignment with all these other brands who don't take responsibility for the for the mental health of people right mm -hmm. now and i think brands and media institutions need to start taking accountability look at where we're at now in terms of people's health with like fake news and yeah you know look at how that actually led to such an inaction in our administration mm -hmm. to protect our people because the media industries just weren't taking any responsibility and listening to what the other toxic. countries were trying it to really tell us, toxic. like Italy and Spain. So now it's really great that you and I can have this conversation and you do deserve it, actually, Taylor. Oh. You totally do deserve it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't take, I don't take praise very well. So. <laughs> But, but also, I really love what you said about, you know, making the, making it better for the next generation to be able to do whatever jobs they want to do yeah. without fear of, you know, any kind of prejudice or about their their right journey being hindered by just like, you know, kind of just corruption at the higher level. She should be able to do yeah. whatever job and, you know, be able to say, look, you know what, these are my these are the working hours that I want. You know, my mom's not well, so I need to care for her. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not going to do this zero on hour contract for 40 hours here or there. No. This is the world that I want to see come out of. Do you know what I mean? The new normal where you can actually go into work and be like, do you know what? I'm actually caring for somebody. And that, that wasn't something that I feel like a lot of people used to talk about. Like there Never. are so many 
young people and teenagers or or or, or, or single mothers. There's so many people yeah. caring for people in this country that don't get the support or even the respect. No, that's what I completely underestimated, especially with the situation like we went through with mom. Like, I we mm -hmm. felt so kind of like isolated. It was like, okay, I don't know, I don't know any of my friends, anyone that this has kind of happened to. And then since kind of like you know going to various hospitals with mom, even from the podcast, like the amount of people who have reached out to me and said like, I didn't know other people like that existed. I didn't know other people were in my position, and you know it's so kind of heartwarming that. The voices are being heard now for the right reasons not for yeah um, and the first step is the voice being heard but the second step now is that hopefully you know the administrate the administration that people have voted for they now just have to make that support available because yeah. if you don't care as we've learned from covid if you don't care for your population i mean you lose yeah 40 50 60 000 people that's yeah. no joke <laughs> so yeah. we have to just become a more caring society and mental health is we're going to see we're, we're seeing a shift in people kind of um reporting and talking about their challenges with mental health and seeking help yeah. for it without shame so Definitely. yeah this this is a great conversation and and like you said when you know other people are having it it's not as scary <laughs> yeah but it's, it's about just like being you know open and honest and kind of you know mm. it's these conversations like I said like they need to be had the people need to know that there's you know there's someone out there who's feeling that way and mm. you know whether you know they're listening through like you know your music or you know a podcast or you know there's there's people out there who do feel these things and you know it's, it's about time we listened rather than just told um speaking of voices um yours is incredible <laughs> <laughs> you have literally oh, one of my you. favorite voices. I remember seeing you guys. I was just saying, obviously, <laughs> lead singer of the Noisettes, Onsi. They are, oh, wow. you guys are incredible, like a huge Thank fan. You. I remember seeing you guys um, at V Festival. I think it must have been about <gasps> 10 years ago. And yeah. it was like, those, like, don't upset the rhythm and, um, you know, Wild never Young Cards. You. Never forget you. It was really weird. What made me reach out and this is this is probably gonna sound really morbid is we were sat having like a few socially distant drinks and we were having a conversation about like funerals and you know like what song you have at your funeral and this that and the other and someone said <laughs> i'm gonna have this and they played never forget you and i was like oh my god literally i've, I've literally just given myself goosebumps again <laughs> because every time i hear that song i've got so many good memories of like you know like six form days and like nights out yeah. and all that yeah. and it was like it was such an anthem for like me and my group of friends and even now Thank like it's, it's amazing so I'm, yeah, I'm really so glad much, today. <laughs> oh dude honestly i think there is something about music that is timeless and i'm it means yes. so much to me that um that this music um, that I've made is is and make is bringing you know joy to people. And the thing is, music's supposed to bring us together, you know. Yes. And that's why I think the industry really needs to fix up because rather than the industry producing, you know, a generation of of artists that can really thrive and be happy, if you look at the data, so many musicians are unhappy. Taylor, yeah. you know, in terms of mental health and like overdoses and suicide mm -hmm. and um, those things are so prevalent and rampant, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of, you know, issues with, 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 with uh, substance dependency, depression. Those things are so high in the music community. Yeah. 
yet the music community um, musicians really all they want to do is spend their time to be supported in the right way to make music yeah. that actually uplifts people but when you often have a lot of real conversations with musicians when they're not doing promo or when they're in a yeah. safe space they will tell a different story and paint a darker picture of the industry Taylor. yeah and so it's not I, all I kind really of like you know yeah. i was about to say shits and giggles but yeah i'm gonna go with it like it's not all <laughs> kind of shits and giggles is it that you kind of see it's all kind of like you know you paint a smile on and it's kind of away you go you kind of led to believe that this is like a real incredible like beautiful place whereas you know this is one of the main topics I did want to speak to you about like you know how toxic it can be in that kind of environment especially when you've spent all these hours and like you know there's so many different events and like that can change the course of people's lives whereas you know I'm only just finding out now that I've poured this kind of like this kind of pain if you like into like the podcast so I imagine like on a bigger scale, like, you know, if you've been through something, do you like pour it out into a song? Like, how do you kind of... Um... Yeah, well, actually, that's, that's one of the reasons why I ended up doing um, music, I think, because, um, and also, I just, just, just to, before I answer this question, you know, the music industry and life of musicians, I'm not yeah. just trying to say that it's this bleak, dark place, but with a lot of the joy that we experience on stage. Yeah. There are so many challenges that we experience backstage, behind the scenes, which I really hope are gonna be um, addressed, you know, in terms of going into the new normal and post the pandemic. And, you know, I think that um, the way that musicians are supported, hopefully f- once and for all is beginning to be looked at and we are beginning to be listened to. And I think it is gonna change, but yeah, that's why a lot of musicians have been speaking out. But yeah. in terms of why I do music, it is often funny enough coming from a place of um, coming from a place of, of, of pain and, and of grief. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I lost my father when I was nine and then by the time I was 15, I'd lost like all of my grandparents and just experienced quite a lot of grief and a lot yeah. of sort of step, forced separation from our family. So I, I grew up in, um, in South London, born and raised. Um, which I love, really, really, yeah. really proud of that and had some uh, an incredible childhood there. But that was also punctuated by, you know, in, in the other part of my life that people didn't see at school, yeah. <laughs> you know, or I couldn't really talk about to my friends and my teachers was that um, a lot of a lot of my uncles and aunties were, were, were ill or having a lot of problems back home in Malawi and Zimbabwe respectively because the countries were trying to build themselves back up after colonialism and so there was a lot of you know um financial um um objectivity uh, objectivity there was a lot of financial challenges you know getting medicine basic things were really really difficult so we lost like loads of my family basically and between sort of nine and 15 when I was yeah it was quite brutal but the way I remember it was that, you know, even if there did seem to be like a funeral every like other weekend or (laughs) you'd hear someone else, this cousin or this auntie had passed away, my, you know, it meant that there were actually quite a lot of family events and, and and in our culture, funerals actually end up being, they're a bit more like weddings. Yeah. 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 That's the way they should be. They should be a celebration of life. Exactly. So basically every, every, every month or so we'd pretty much be going to another, you know, celebration of someone's <laughs> life or going to a remembrance service for someone or having to mourn someone that we couldn't afford to get on a flight and go to their funeral, you know, yeah. and back home. 
So it was the kids' job to basically entertain <laughs> the family and the parents. Well, I'm jealous of your family through. if they got you as an entertainer. <laughs> well, this is what we did, you know. I mean, you know, co- cousins and extended family are such a big part of our culture. And so um, what you'd ha- what would happen was um, me and my sisters and my brothers and my cousins would come up with, like, songs yeah. and little plays and little musicals. And we'd actually, like, set the seating and be like, okay, auntie, um, <laughs> welcome to the... Welcome to the foyer you're sitting on this chair and we'd ask them to like get dressed up and stuff so that that was the wonderful flip side to the grief of my childhood which meant that we were always you know trying to out sing each other and out dance each other so we can create these performances to cheer up our mums and (laughs) and uncles and aunties (laughs) i don't know if i'm like i'm oddly jealous because all i get from my little cousins is like you know like tiktok dances and stuff and like and that's what's supposed to kind of enter so the fact that they got you know full-on performances I'm actually a but tiny little bit jealous. <laughs> well, it was the TikTok of our day. The only difference True. is that we probably just had these weird, bulky, you know, like 90s, <laughs> early noughties cameras that we thought we just didn't, yeah. didn't have cam. The only difference is they weren't on platforms. But it is quite similar, I suppose, in the sense that music really can glue not just the family together, Definitely. but music glues the community together and, and, and therefore artists are part of the glue that uplifts society. And that's why I think, you know, we've all got to ensure that we are listening to each other and that, that, yeah. that all the artists and that we are fans of, that we love, we, we want them to be happy at work. And um, we don't want to see the next generation no. going, oh, I'm scared of going into the music industry because I've heard all these horror stories. But yeah, that's why I got into music because when I was a kid, I found it was it was the one way that was always guaranteed to put a smile on the yeah. family's face. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I love it, honestly. Like, I feel like... It sounds so cheesy and I think I'm pretty sure it's like part of another song, but I feel like music in a lot of these scenarios is the answer. Like yeah. there's so many memories like of, like even like Adele, I can't listen to Adele sometimes now because it was the last concert I took my mum to before everything oh, happened. No. So it was like, oh, I remember man. like after it happened, I was walking through Asda, I was just like picking off and Hometown Glory came on. I was like, oh, oh no. no. I was literally stood in the middle of Asda just like <laughs> crying but it's yeah. I, I love the fact that it does that though I love you know that there's you know I'm a huge like you know festival goer and the fact that yeah. you know like it just brings so many different people together all deep like know. you know walks of life and yeah. no matter their like you know their kind of situations like for that like hour or so that someone's on stage or you know whether you it just everything's forgotten every you know no one's worried about anything no one's scared everyone's just there to have a good time and I, I love it. And this is why I wanted someone from the kind of music world on the show, because mm-hmm. for me, music is one of the biggest coping mechanisms. You know, mm-hmm. everyone has that kind of album that they go to when they're, you know, they're feeling a bit crap or, you know, they're uplifting mm-hmm. music. It's yeah. one of my go-tos, to be fair, is um, Hey Hey. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Literally, oh, I love it. That I love on. it for the ravers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> strictly for the ravers. Okay, cool. Now that that's it's an amazing how huge that that song ends up being. It's yeah. definitely. I'm told that you know we you know that Dennis and I are responsible for one of the the, the biggest bangers like of the decade. Definitely. So. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a as like a music bloody like expert or anything, but you don't have to be an expert to say that that is an absolute anthem. <laughs> Oh, thank you. And again, it's, you know, it's, it's talking about, you know, 
um, little ordinary experiences like bumping into someone and not realizing yeah. how much that that person or bumping into a song or bumping in how much little things can can really change your life like you said uh, a little kind of chain of events can change your life you know just yeah. an ordinary day you know oh my anything God. could happen i just got goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> don't stop don't stop okay <laughs> I just, you know what I love as well, you are, I could just really, you are a real music fan and, um, you know, without people like you as well, like I wouldn't have been able to, you know, carve this path out and have a career. It's, I think it's, um, it's, we're going to go into a new era. I mean, um, I'm working with this platform called The Floor, which allows music lovers and fans to, you know, experience uh, music from the, from the um, artists that they know and love on a lot more of a direct level. They don't have to go through the middleman. They don't have to go through all of these platforms. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's, um, you know, the, the, the sort of new digital way of like finding music was supposed to make it easier to explore music. But now we're all hooked up to all these different subscriptions and it, it can be a bit of a minefield for people to discover new music. Yeah. But, um, but the floor it's is tough because I think it's quite heavy. Like it's obviously it's a very heavy market. So if it's it not is, like, yeah. by like these big yeah. names, you kind of sometimes there's a lot that gets like goes unheard and kind of a lot that gets missed. And that's why yeah. I love going to festivals because you can be walking past the tent. And if you're hearing something that you like, literally that's it. You're put, you're pulled in then. And I feel like it's Absolutely. the same. I, I love it. I think it's the best fit. I cannot wait to get back out. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to, it's going to be really exciting because once hopefully things do get back up and running kind of, you know, end of the year or 2021 like you said music fans are just going to be just a lot more kind of wanting to enjoy you know music and you know a bit more conscious about yeah. you know how they seek out and discover music and music companies are having to be a lot nicer and I'm looking forward to that and so, sort of concerning mental health I think yeah. five years ago if, if one of my my nieces or like my little cousins or something had asked me and said oh, I want to be you know I want to be in, in music or something I, I probably might have been a bit like oh my god should I really be <laughs> telling them to get into the music industry but but I, I'm really confident that you know it's 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 a great time to be an artist and to be yeah. um, a musician there's so much to to write about and you know um, people what, uh, want you to write about what you want to write about like yeah. fans don't go and tick a box going I want to write a, I want to I want to buy a song or stream a song by someone that's this color or that yeah. age or, or or this size or this shape nobody says that and so no. what I think is what's going to get excited is not only um, is it a great time to be a musician but hopefully you know over the next year the changes will be made in the industry so that it's a kinder, friendlier place and a fairer place to support the careers of these artists I hope so. who put their lives on the line, you know, and who they have a duty of care to look after so that people like you can just go to the festival, go and enjoy their music and just hopefully have like a lifelong, you know, you, you, without, without realising it, Taylor, we're in each other's lives. Really. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Music does that. Yeah, and it's, it's a lifelong relationship, strange. Even though you might not know them, you might not have met that that musician that you love. I might not have met that fan, but I feel you guys. I just, I know you're out there. Yeah. It sounds really strange. So every time I write a song or if I go on social media, I'm not talking to one specific type of fan. I'm just talking to human beings and wanting them to feel yeah. good or wanting to, to tell them a little bit about something that's special to me. And, 
And that's not always because I'm trying to sell something as well. And this is this is what we're going into for the future. So I think it's going to be exciting for 2021 when, when things kick off, as long as the, the changes, I think, have been made that need to be made, you know? We're definitely moving in the right direction. Yes! Definitely in the right so, <laughs> so speaking of kind of like getting back out there and stuff, like you're back now. Like you're, I don't think you actually ever went away, but like you're back with a brand new single, <laughs> Where wardrobes, yeah. by the way, it's again, it's an absolute banger. Like it just reminds me of that kind of like kind of club kind of deep house kind of like with this kind of this vocal. I get every time that you sing something that it's just I don't know what it does. It's like I listen straight away, like I know it's you, and like <laughs> so is is insane. So the new album, what 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 what's I want to ask about the influence with the album okay oh, first of all oh my god thank you for saying everything <laughs> you've said i'm i'm like oh i'm just yeah um you've put a, massive, a massive smile on my face this also made me feel like shy in that lovely kind of way that you know you know you said you're not so good at um at like um taking, taking compliments praise. yeah yeah, and praise. Do you know what? Weirdly enough, you probably wouldn't expect this, but I'm quite similar. I'm not very good at bigging myself up. But yeah. when it comes to music, it is my life. You know, it's it's I live for it, and I live for that experience that um, it can give people. Like you said, that self. You described it so well earlier. That feeling that you get when you are brought together with a group of people at a festival or at a concert um, with a family member and it's just yeah. it creates a memory in a moment that stays with you for life and you know in terms of um, my journey from the Noisettes and the other collaborations like you know Hey Hey with, with Dennis Ferrer I really wanted um, Ancient Futures which was the debut um, solo EP I put out last yeah. year I wanted to just reflect more layers of like of my um, my, my musical um, inspirations and, and I felt felt like um with the noisettes we did um three albums that i'm incredibly proud of and, and and you know had to work really hard sorry excuse me <laughs> to tour and to promote those those records and, and you know bring them to, to people around the world but this time i was like um i wanted to just evolve like my own skills yeah. um as a musician and obviously as as a female artist um you know uh who who plays bass and is the lead singer of an artist I think sometimes in the production space, yeah. I, I didn't feel that I had as much of, um, okay. like my voice wasn't encouraged as much. And I wanted to learn more about, you know, um, production and wanted to um, put more, um, more uh, just different rhythms. But your stamp is your kind of like, that's it's the same as like yeah. having a conversation, like that's what you wanted to be heard. I think I think it's amazing. And to be fair, I want exactly, to yeah. The visual, yeah, and, and, and so and so, yeah, exactly. Well. So with ancient with ancient futures, although Dan um, from Noisettes was such a big part of that record, actually, he was really supportive, oh, wow. and you know, set set some sessions up with me um, for me at his um, home studio in Brighton, and we actually did um, the demo from for coming home, which is on ancient futures, and the demo wow. for. Um, for uh, Zimtron at, at his house. And, you know, we've both been really inspired by the music of my childhood as a band. You know, Dan, being a guitar player, always said that, you know, he, he, he loved just that connection between a lot of pop music that we love, you know, like rock and roll, 
yeah. and and soul and dance. A lot of that comes from African rhythms. So when you listen to rock and roll and 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 stuff like that, it comes from the blues, and you know a lot of that comes from different rhythms. And so we just wanted to have a bit more fun and a bit more time to explore them. And once you are on a major label, there's all often such a like forced sort of pressure on you to yeah. create this big record really really quickly and so we we looked back at some of the record recording processes and, and the writing processes and for me um i just wanted to have more enjoyment and and um this time round, you know without the pressure of now now obviously where i'm an independent artist yeah and dan and i are independent so you know, with all of our other projects that we support each other through outside of the Noisettes, including my solo project and Dan's, we just wanted to have a bit of fun and explore those other other rhythms and still use our craft of songwriting that we learn in the Noisettes to still make those rhythms that a lot of people don't know about, just make them pop a bit more and introduce them to the rest of the world I, for the yeah. world to enjoy them. Now's so definitely the, the time. Yeah, it felt yeah exactly. Like, I mean, some of the tracks I've heard there feel like they're quite hypnotic some of the oh, like cool. just kind of like there's um it reminds me very much of kind of like you know when disclosure first came out yeah. and that kind of yeah. like that i don't know it's just something about their album that it just it reminds me of when you know like war drums and then um even zimtron oh thank it's you it's like like wow and i feel like it's it's weird because it's kind of like you listen to the lyrics and it's quite some of them are quite not dark, but you know that like it's quite. But then you've got this kind of uplifting kind of yeah, like dance yeah. beat, and it's so kind of. I don't know how I should yeah. be feeling listening to this. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm in my feels a little bit, but I want to dance. <laughs> yeah, <weird>. exactly. <laughs> that's that's what I wanted to do, and I and I really wanted to allow people to feel just like a wide range of emotions, however they wanted to feel. But also, what was really nice. Um, on, on, on making Ancient Futures and making War Drums was that War Drums is an all-female production. And so, um, wow. uh, the, yeah, the, the writer-producer um, that, that wrote and produced um, Revolutions with me, which was on Ancient Futures, she just gave me this experience, which I just hadn't really had that experiences like this before. So basically, when I went into the studio, rather than saying, oh, I'm going to come up with all the music and I'm going to do all the programming and I'm going to come up with all these fabulous sort of big production and then you've just got to write a song on top of it and just squeeze your energy over the tiny little bit of space that's left. She was like, look, here's the Moog. I know you play the bass, but obviously if you want to have fun on yeah. the synthesizer, go for it, Shing. She was like, Shingy, if you want to have a go on the drums, have a go do on the drums. Here's a drum machine. Do, 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 if, if you think the tempo is too fast, let's slow it down. If you think it's too slow and we want people to be able to, and actually she ended up doing war drums with me as well. She's an amazing producer um, and also a, a writer signed to, to, to Ninja Tune. And there are very few women producer writers in the UK. Yeah. So again, this is what I mean about how the industry's gonna have to change because now you know with a lot of us are finally getting opportunities that we didn't get because it was very much you know the productions world was very much a man's world yeah and so um i think maybe as well while why some of the emotions are different is because i'm getting to work with um with different types of producers now and you know when i was on a major label i would get told right you're writing with this production team that week yeah you're writing with that and i'm not saying that i regret that at all because i 
somehow it forced me to find my voice more and it forced me to say, okay, what's unique about you, Shing? So that when you go to this session, you know, you don't get kind of swallowed up or end up singing something that you walk away thinking, oh, would I really sing that? Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I go into sessions and someone go, oh, you see that lyric? Maybe you could, you know, make it a bit more sexy or make it a bit more like this. And I think, well, I'm not really that, type of, kind of singer you know do you find I'm a that difficult for those kind of things yeah. like you know like because i mean, imagine like when you're singing like you have to kind of connect to kind of like sell that kind of story like if you're being told what to kind of say i, I imagine that you're not going to kind of feel right to say it or sing it if that makes sense absolutely and i think you know there are a lot of artists as well that have been coming up coming uh, forward recently especially female musicians saying that you know they have felt under the pressure to sort of conform to what was expected of them to sing yeah. as females and sometimes the female females in the industry can be forced to sort of package themselves in quite a performative way and 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 show a lot of skin and that actually just ends yeah. up you know you can be comfortable doing that on stage sometimes of course you want to feel sometimes sexy when you're getting ready for a gig and you want to feel like that on stage but you don't always want to feel like that when you're in a music studio with like six or seven sometimes other male writers and you're the only girl so if you're being told to sing something that's a bit too you know a bit sexy or something that they think that is going to be a hit you walk away feeling I was just kind of, you know, performing for the people in the room at that time. And like, you know, now I have to make sure that this is something that's going to connect with my fans who just want me to be me. And maybe I'm more of a tomboy, do you know what I mean? Or maybe I'm more of, you know, like I like to wear trainers or something, you know, rather than high heels type of artist. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, so um, some of us are more of a Naina Cherry or a Lily Allen. Do you know what? That's exactly the name. Yeah. That, and I think that's yeah. what I love about, especially like the British like music scene, especially like the like the you know the, the women vocalists that we have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, you look at people, you know, like, like yourself. You have like you know Amy Winehouse. You have Adele, like Lily Allen. Like there was there was kind of they're not conforming for anyone. They're not going to be told what to sing. They're not going to be told. I mean, probably at a certain level, they probably have you know gone through those kind of things. But I think now you know, I mean, obviously not Amy, you know, bless her, but it's kind of like it really shows now and I feel like as much as it's kind of like yes these you know these famous women are in like the spotlight this and the other but like there's an element of like no this is what I'm doing if you don't like it that's on you and I I think it's an incredible incredible movement yeah absolutely thank you and also you know I would I would also add that I was quite lucky because I was in a band so um you know I didn't um I didn't have too much you know kind of coercion in terms of like yeah. what to sing but I was often in these big sort of like teams of of you know these these sort of writing sessions and stuff like that and I learned a lot from it as well yeah. I'm really glad that I did it and, I, and I, as I said I wasn't always coerced but that's because I, I I you know I had a band and you know I had Dan who's like a big brother of me so sometimes yeah. he would be in those sessions with me and be like oh maybe this key isn't the right key for Shingi because I sometimes felt that I couldn't speak up. But for a lot of women of colour, they really have been kind of coerced into performing and having to be very much like the African-American model, which is, you know, it's very sexy and it's packaged in a certain way. So, you know, I'm I'm so grateful that I, I did have a bit more freedom. And like you said, people like, you know, Adele or Lily and stuff like that. And, you know, we've had a bit more freedom maybe because also, you know, we play instruments and 
we're coming from a slightly different aspect, but there's yeah. so many um, female artists of colour and actually some female artists who are not of colour who've just been felt like they had to be positioning themselves in this, in this way that they weren't always comfortable with. And so, yeah, hopefully that's, that's great because that's all changing now and they're coming forward about that stuff now. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I think it's really, um, it's really a great time to be an artist. And in terms of Ancient Futures and War Drums, and uh, which is gonna be, you know, which is the first single of my album that comes out in September, which is called Life, Sound and Dimensions, because it's yes. the sound of my life, basically, <laughs> um, in, you know, kind of leading up to this moment. For the last 10 years, I've had three albums out, I've toured the world, and now what do I really want to say or how do I really feel and what, I've, you know, how do I want to add all those things together and bring all these different new rhythms and elements in, elements in. So with what I'm doing, I just want to make sure that people can just, you know, listen to my music and enjoy it and it, that it will inspire artists to just say, do you know what, I can have my own voice and still make it, you know, in the industry and, um, you know, and someone like Shingi, you know, can make the music that she feels is, is authentic and genuine yeah. to her. But, you know, she's also not afraid now to, along with others, you know, use her voice so that the industry is a better place and a safer place for, um, for, for artists. So that's that's the little way in which I can do that. And I've really enjoyed, you know, making more drums, making the music. And yeah, Kerry is definitely someone, her, her artist name is Rozo, that I would look out. And I hope to see more, you know, producers and more more female artists, not just behind the mic, but behind the scenes, you know. Um, I think that's really important for the future. It's definitely going that way. It, it's got to. I don't think, I don't think you, there's one thing that I, from my own personal experience, I mean, I've, I've been raised by women, so I'm a huge kind of, no, yeah, that, that, that can be you know that, that job can be quite clearly done by a woman and probably done better by a woman. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you never ever underestimate them, never like Definitely. never underestimate a woman. I um, love everything that you've said. That's amazing. <laughs> so the new new album. When you said September, what, yes, um, will come out mid mid September, mid towards the end of, of September. It just we were going to put our record out in June actually, but it just feels like right now, I just want to you you know to share my platform as an artist and give 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 the fans and give the world the chance to have the conversations that we're all yeah. having and it feels like people have got a lot to say right now and it felt personally a little bit insensitive for me and for team Shingy oh, wow. to go yeah buy my album buy it. you know it just feels <laughs> like and an album is quite a big body of work to digest yeah. do you know what i mean it's like you said, it's something that can change your life or inspire you as 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 a, as a fan Definitely. to feel or think a certain way. So, for what we've decided to do is just to put war drums out because, as you said, it has this uplifting quality about it, and we actually made it available for free on YouTube as well. So you don't just have to buy it and stream it on oh, streaming wow. platforms. Yeah, you you know you can listen to it on YouTube, and that was important to us because people are hard up at the moment financially. People are trying to reconfigure you know, are they going to have a job yeah. after lockdown? So it didn't feel right for us. And that, and that's, I'm not judging others that have to promote stuff at the moment, but it didn't feel right for us to yeah. go into a big promo campaign and sort of, get, <laughs> you know, buy, to, to buy an album. So we've, we've now pushed that forward to make some space for us to listen to people and, and for me to feel a bit more braver to have um, 
just being a bit more present online recently. And I never had the bravery to do that before when I was in a major label, because, you know, that can all be tied up in your promo and stuff. And now I, now that I'm independent, I can just, I can, I can, you know, I can respond to your DM, do you know what I mean? As you did and say, Oh wow. I'd love to be on your, on your podcast. A lot of artists, you know, don't even really have full access to their social media. Do you know what I mean? Who are on, major labels or in that commercial setting so I want to just take the time over the summer to be a bit more present online and and learn a few things myself about how I can use my platform and in the meantime we've got war drums out we're also going to do um um another special um you know uh single later on in the summer which Amazing. you know we'll, we'll, we'll message you about and if you want to talk about it then that that's definitely great. Yeah. You can make. yeah so that's 100%. the vibe we're gonna, we just got this lovely single out another one in, in in august and then the album will be out in september i think this now summer 2020 is the summer of conversation if you like isn't it yes whereas 2021 <laughs> i i expect to see you on a big stage somewhere at some festival Perfect. Yes. Okay. I'll hold you to that. Promise. Because I definitely owe you a beer after this. Oh, bless you. I'll happily take you up on that as well. Oh God. Thank you so much for joining me. I've had such a good time. And you you literally you've you've made my week already and we're only on Monday. So I'm so happy you decided you you wanted to do it. You are welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Taylor. And like just all the love to your mum and your sister. And they are incredibly lucky to have you as well (laughs) as a son and as a big brother and all your mates. You know, this is this is it going forward, man. Kindness (laughs) is just new everything. Uh, No, that means a lot. (laughs) Yes, you've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast. Huge thank you to my special guest this week, Shingi, the absolute legend. Make sure you check out her new single, War Drums. Look out for the album. And as always, I'll see you guys next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.